And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's going on? Welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, and oh boy, are we excited to be back talking about your Toronto Blue Jays baseball club, the transaction makers an emergency episode of spin rate to talk about all things blue jays here in the middle of november this is not yet turning into a uh, a voyageur podcast not yet ready to talk about canada's birth in the world cup of soccer the men going uh, headed potentially to the world cup for the first time in nearly 40 years we're here to talk about the blue jays making moves making deals inking names to contracts and there is no person who is, A, contractually obligated to be here, but B, I would rather talk about these details, these deals, than the lead Blue Jays writer for The Athletic. She is a reporter, a journalist, a writer, a columnist. Her name is Caitlin McGrath. Caitlin, she's a co-host of Spinrate. Caitlin, how are you? <laughs> Don't forget that part of my title, co-host of Spinrate. It is, it is not the most important <laughs> part. It is the part that oh, is, was the least of what you signed up for but here we are <laughs> but we are here uh, you're well first of all how are you you're well you're having a, you had a nice break had a little bit of a vacation yeah i'm well i uh took some time off as i was um able to because i've built up a lot of uh, pto and had to use some um so that was nice and i didn't really get up to much other than kind of uh just hanging around at home and Catching up on some TV, I finally uh, jumped on the succession bandwagon and proud to say I completely caught up. And so now I'm like in current episodes waiting week to week. So I know like, I feel like part of, you know, pop culture. I'm I'm into the I understand the memes now. I get it. So that was one big accomplishment that I that is a huge accomplishment. We don't <laughs> want to have you spending the rest of your life piss mad because you didn't. Get to watch Succession. Also, uh, shout out to uh, The Athletic, where Caitlin works, which is obviously an American company, because tell me you work for an American company without telling me you work for an American company by referring to vacation time as PTO, uh, which is like very, very not the the nomenclature that I am accustomed to. But we aren't, so we, we, we take a break. We had planned, and we still do plan to come back this week, in fact, to talk, because there's lots of Blue Jay stuff coming up this week to talk about awards guys getting down ballot votes guys getting up ballot votes guys winning awards hank aaron award vladimir vladimir guerrero jr was named three blue jays were named silver sluggers but that's not what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about that later this week what we're here to talk about today in this emergency episode of spin rate which if you are a subscriber you're hearing it you are delight hopefully pleasantly surprised that there's a new episode in your feeder yeah. if you subscribe to the show wherever it is that you get your podcasts if you get them on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever, here we are, right there in your feed. So you don't have to wait for the social media prompt to know that it's there. 
but but and the other thing is if you want to subscribe to the athletic and you want to read caitlin break down the transactions the one the looming transaction that we're about to talk about the awards the off-season machinations the 40-man roster crunch read some gm meeting reactions i don't know question mark <laughs> you want to make sure that you subscribe. The GM meetings already happened. So yeah. those things, you could go back to the archives. You want to subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash spin rate. Let them know that we're you're still here, even though it's the winter. And you're still listening to the show and you want to get that good, good content from the good people at The Athletic. But the thing that we're here to talk about, Jose Barrios is going to be a Blue Jay for quite a long time. Announced earlier here today on Tuesday. Very early Tuesday, I believe it was. I don't remember the reporter's name who sort of had it first. Um, uh, and then I know that, that Ben Nicholson Smith was able to indiv- independently um, confirm. And then the, the reports came rolling in seven years, buying out six of Jose Brios' available free agent years, which, of which there are infinite, I guess. You have infinite amounts of free agent years as long as you want to keep playing. But seven years, Jose Brios for. A tidy price, a tidy price that I think that mo- nobody would is going to really sneeze at. $131 million, that's a lot of money. Jose Brios, who was bound to determine to test the free agent market, but instead has tested the lovely waters of, of Ontario, the lovely <laughs> soft water of Toronto, and now is all in. And it's uh, good news if you're a Blue Jays fan. I, uh, Caitlin, is it not? It's it's great news if you're a Blue Jays fan, I think. Um, you kind of summed it up. Like the price point that he signed for, $131 million over seven years, you can kind of break it down um, to sort of two different parts. One of those parts is sort of like buying out, I guess, the last year of his arbitration where he was kind of projected to make about $11 million. Um, And then when you take that, um, then there's six more years on the deal at 120 million. So that breaks down to an average of 20 million per season, um, which I think is kind of where you would expect a pitcher of his caliber to sign for. Like that's pretty fair market value. I think that it's fair to say that the Blue Jays, um, uh, you know, are happy with that deal. Obviously they signed it and Barrios is happy with it as well. And I don't think anyone's looking at it and, and thinking it's a bad deal for any side. Um, you never know what the free agent market is going to do. And, you know, I guess Barrios just valued, um, some security he valued what the blue jays had as an organization what he was um you know offered to be there and he liked the deal enough to just agree to it and um that's obviously a good thing for the blue jays because it helps them in you know several different ways it obviously gives them some um certainty in their starting rotation um we knew that Barrios was going to be pitching for them next year, but we didn't know that he was, whether he was going to be pitching for them beyond next year um, when he was scheduled to become a free agent. So it gives them basically, um, I think a number two starter, um, a durable number two starter um, who isn't really showing signs of slowing down. He's only 27. He'll be 28 next year. And so you're really buying, um, basically the bulk of his prime pitching years or what you can obviously he wasn't with you earlier in his career but you're getting him um you know some of his best years at a a very affordable price and so it gives their rotation I think a sort of a base level to be competitive because you think about him and then pairing him with um, a guy like Alec Manoa 
who um, is under team control for, you know, whatever it is, five or six more years. And then you have Nate Pearson potentially um, still has upside to be a rotation mainstay potentially. Um, and he's obviously controllable for a long time. Hunjin reuse two more years. So you have the base of a rotation for, you know, years to come. And the other thing I would add is that as the Blue Jays sort of graduate from a team that is, um, based around uh, players who are on like entry-level contracts and sort of in their beginning years of arbitration where their contracts are generally more cost-friendly for teams, um, they're going to start to um, see their players cost a lot more. And so if you can, um, if you can have a player like Brios and you kind of know you have some cost certainty with how much he's going to be on your books for an extended amount of time that just helps them sort of build the the bigger picture and helps them build out from here so they know um, what they're spending on pitching for this x amount of years and how to build the roster around them so it always helps when you have some cost certainty because as you uh, obviously free agency they can make whatever they can make and then even arbitration years um, they are somewhat predictable, but not entirely predictable. So yeah, that cost certainty, I think is an advantage as well as they try to build out that roster and kind of lock guys more, more guys down. So one thing I want to say, uh, Hector Jose Torres Donato, uh, looks to like, it was the, um, the reporter, uh, for an outlet that I'm not familiar with, uh, who had the first the story, the idea that this was going to happen uh, last night. This was this was tweeted out. But I think that you said something that I agree with very much. Well, I know that you said something that I agree with very much <laughs> in terms of building out the roster around the core that now includes Jose Barrios in the, for the long haul. And it's the the Blue Jays aren't fucking around. I think is is like mm-hmm. which. If the Hyunjin Ryu signing didn't suggest that to you, if the George Springer signing didn't suggest that to you, I don't know what else it's going to take to convince you other than signing a pitcher for a, for a very long term for a pitcher contract. Like seven years is a long time mm-hmm. for a pitcher. Six years of six free agent years. You know, a, a guy who is relatively young, but like they're not joking. They're not. Uh, 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 there's no half measures, and the pay, the payroll is going up, but they do have a budget, like everybody, every team in the league. But but they're making the kinds of moves that if you were wanting a, a team to build around a, a core of stars, these are the moves you want them to make. I think, and and the other thing, and and I'm uh, I'll, I'll ask what you think of this perspective, which is this is the perfect encapsulation of what Shapiro, Mark Shapiro in particular has been saying all along. This is what he said he was going to do. Number one is to spend money, make the team a competitor, make the team a winner, make the team, you know, build around their young core and, and, and have good players all around the diamond. But the other thing is like improve the state of the franchise, improve the, 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 the team from into being a, a modern professional sports business in a way that the guys get a taste and they want to stick around. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that what I would say is like, um, obviously the Blue Jays are saying and doing all the right things when it comes to 
acquiring players and treating players well in the organization. Like, so you consider, like, I think you said off the top that there was this kind of idea and whether it was like the twins that floated it or whatever, but there was this kind of perception that Barrios was a guy that did want to get to free agency sort of like no matter what. I think there was a quote from like a couple years back maybe where he did sort of suggest that, you know, you work towards this, you pitch for six or seven years and you want to get there. And then I think it was kind of, um, the, the twins kind of doubled down on that saying we moved him because we didn't think he would, we would get an extension with him or whatever. And so, um, a, we know that's not true because obviously <laughs> Rios, um, you, whatever it was the right amount or what it was the collection of the right amount with the right pieces that the Blue Jays had with, you know, what, I don't know, maybe Rios really liked the city. Maybe his family really liked the city. There's a lot of things that go into it. And I think ultimately though, the biggest, um, contributors to why a, a a player wants to stay with an organization is money term and um, the competitiveness of the club. And obviously the Blue Jays delivered on all three of those fronts. So I would agree with you that, um, yeah, Mark Shapiro is building the Blue Jays to be um, a team that is a desirable location. And yes, there's always going to be some, what of a sort of Toronto tax, quote unquote, um, maybe it's going to take some convincing. Maybe it's going to take that extra year. Maybe that's why they went seven years for Brios as opposed to six. Um, that was sort of what they did with um, George Springer as well, that extra year. And I think uh, Hanjin Ryu um, as well. And so, yeah, there are some things, there's some concessions that, Toronto sometimes has to make as an organization, but they're not alone in that. There's a few teams that are just sort of the marquee main teams that everyone would go to, the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, Dodgers, all those teams. But um, I think that you look at the the guy, the type of players, the type of caliber of players that the, the Blue Jays have been able to, to attract in the last few years, um, talented, you know, by all accounts, high quality people as well, like guys that fit well with the organization, um, sort of align with the values that the organization has. And so, you know, those are all good things. And I would just add to the idea that I think you were also kind of touching on is this that the way that the Blue Jays are going about building um, the roster is very strategic. Like you see when they signed Hanjin Ryu for those four years, but now you're seeing sort of maybe the back end of his contract, which maybe from a talent perspective, um, he's not going to deliver as much, but then you're kind of overlapping that with potentially the best years of a Brios contract. And then, you know, Hanjin Ryu is going to come off in two years. Then you still have some guys, some younger guys that are just, so it's kind of a ripple effect where you're, you're never going to hit a, well, I guess the idea is that you're never going to hit a, time with this team where, um, you know, all the contracts are going to come up at the same time, or all the guys are going to be due to be paid at the same time. Like it's sort of a layering effect, right? Where they're, they're kind of, it's a building blocks or kind of putting one block on top of the other and building out from there. So you're never going to, the, the hope is that you're never going to have a situation where the roster is too old or too young or whatever it may be. Well, too young is okay if they're like rebuilding, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that that's a great point. And I think that you don't have to look any further than the other uh, signing that happened today, which was Noah Syndergaard going for one year to the Angels for uh, $21 million for a, for a single year. Uh, Syndergaard, who's thrown, who's pitched twice in the last two years and also had that, uh, was offered the qualifying or extended the qualifying offer and turned it down. The Angels are not in the same kind of position that the Blue Jays are. So the Angels are taking, making, having to make expensive gambles in order to try to get the most out of their roster, which is top heavy. And not doesn't have those layers, doesn't have that have that depth. So now, so that's just something else to to kind of keep in mind that while the Angels have more top end talent than just about anybody, the Blue Jays are 
in an enviable position uh, as, it, as it relates to the way that their team is built and making astute signings and additions like this um, is a great way to keep that going. We'll be right back with more spin rate, but first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We can't just come on here and be like, this is the best contract that's ever been signed. <laughs> Perhaps, look, having good players in bunches is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Are we maybe, and, and maybe the, the dollar sign, the dollar figure that, that, that Berea signed for, are we in our analysis and maybe in the excitement of fans and people online, maybe kind of pushing Jose Barrios a little bit above what he really is or what really has been. I mean, there's a lot of talk about top of the rotation. I don't think that he's that guy. I think he's a very good number three mm-hmm. kind of starter number or, or, or like a, you know, maybe slightly low ceiling number two kind of starter. Maybe um, not I, again, not to sneeze at what he's accomplished. And, and what, uh, one other thing, something, sorry, I've just remembered something before I go back to this point about Jose Barrios not being elite which is, I think, not not really up for debate. But one thing about free agency, something you mentioned that uh, that sparked my memory, is the way that the, the even Ross Atkins had some really interesting quotes recently about free agency. About you know, maybe I just don't remember, but people talking about free agency as a reward for the players, and even like the front office, like Atkins being like, you know, talking about Ray and Barrios and like mm-hmm. or Ray and Simeon being like they've kind mm-hmm. of had a line into them, but they're not bugging them, they're not banging down their door. It's like they work so hard to get to free agency, they've worked so hard to get to this point. Like, let them go out, figure what out what it's all about, experience it, and sort of like find their way and do it their their own way. I found that interesting. Maybe and, and again, maybe that's a vocal expression of this sort of up with people. We love our guys kind of attitude of the, of, of the Blue Jays front office. But I, I found that interesting. I don't know if you, if that those sign of if you're familiar with those quotes that I've been regurgitating, but <laughs> I found that as a bit of an interesting position to take um, while also at the same time acknowledging like, yeah, you know, we're talking to them, but I'm not blowing up his phone every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, both those guys, it's their second time in free agency as well. True. They both, they both, um, mm-hmm. did it last year and kind of did the, not the classic, but the option of betting on themselves for one mm-hmm. year. Obviously, it worked out for both of them. So I think in that way, like the Blue Jays may even respect even more their process because they sort of realize that this is their, they both um, took that chance on themselves and did earn the opportunity to really see what's out there um, coming off basically career years or near career years for both of them. So, um, and that kind of, um, sentiment from Atkins that, um, 
you were kind of paraphrasing there is something that I've heard from him before, as well as Mark Shapiro. I don't know. I've, I've definitely heard it from them this year, potentially last year. It seems to be something that um, whether it's maybe just their backgrounds in player development and knowing the sort of long journey it takes to even just get to the major leagues for your rookie year and then to play consistently for the six or seven years that it takes to get to free agency. Like maybe it's just the sort of understand their understanding of the long journey or, you know, maybe it's just Mark Shapiro's long um, time in baseball that he just is so familiar with and just dealing with free agents. Maybe he just you know, understands that it is a momentous thing for a lot of them. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's obviously they want to put those quotes out there in the press and and Mm -hmm. be totally respectful um, while also sort of reminding the fan base that, yeah, they're still engaged with them, but, you know, they want to be the good guys here and they want to say, we're giving them space. We're, you know, we uh, had them for a year. They should, we should let them see what's out there, you know. Uh, But This, This version of free agency is probably a lot less stressful than the last version of, of free agency that, that Robbie Ray or Marcus Simeon in particular went through where yeah. they're kind of sitting in the, uh, what, uh, God, I'm going to sound like a thousand, like the catbird seat. Hey there. <laughs> well, cool cats. Well, and, and, Robbie and Ray like didn't even wait. He was, remember like he signed yeah, within yeah. the first couple days of free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. But, but let's get back to bashing Jose Barrios for not being elite. <laughs> now, so maybe if, is there a, a, a slight, amount of concern not necessarily with the length of the contract relative to his age because i think that's that's uh you know he he is still quite young i think he just what did he just finish his age 28 season 27 age 27 season but number one has jose barrios already had his best season so are are the blue jays perhaps paying for his maybe some slight i mean there's decline is is in in all but inevitable but in that barrios is not or maybe isn't coming from the an elite position so as he does as he declines is there concern that that or are you concerned that on the back end of the contract if he could maybe underperform and maybe there maybe that's why the lower dollar figure was out there well, okay, so let's also mention that's an important point that I think after year five, there is an opt out. Mm. So that gives some protection for, um, you know, if he wants, if I, I actually don't know how the opt out would exactly work, if it's like the player or the team or both or whatever it may be. But um, I mean, it gives, I guess, a sense that um, after five years, the two parties could um, say we're done and, and he could move on um, or the team could move on for him or whatever it may be. Um, but just in general, like, I guess the concern for him, I mean, like the thing with Barrios is he's been, you know, pretty remarkably consistent just from, um, being a, a basically an above average, not an elite, but an above average starter, um, remarkably durable. He's made 32 starts in every season since 2018, except for obviously 2020 when he made all 12 of his starts. Um, and so he's a guy that, you know, you can at least rely on, um, every fifth day. And and that is something that, I mean, all teams probably value, but I think the Blue Jays in particular really value durability. Like you always hear them mention it, I think with starting pitchers, um, especially and um, just in my time covering the Blue Jays, like I've seen durability, um, 
really bite them in the sense that they didn't have it with their starters. Um, and this was in years where they weren't even trying to be as competitive. So didn't matter as much, but I just remember like post 2019, like something that they've always mentioned, um, has always been like, you know, getting starters, um, who have a good track record. And like Robbie Ray was like that, like Robbie Ray, sure. He had his flaws with the walks and stuff, but he was a guy that, you know, didn't have a lot of injury, was relatively healthy, was relatively consistent at making, um, um, starts, you know, almost every fifth day or whatever it may be. And so that's something I think they really value with Barrios. Um, and, you know, above his numbers, which basically are kind of um, perfectly above average. Like if I'm just looking, like I pulled up his baseball reference page, you look at um, ERA plus, which kind of normalizes um, a pitcher's um, ERA. And like, if you look at 2018, it's like 111. 2019, it's 123. 2020, it's 108. Last year, it was 122. So like, you know, it's all in the same general range. Um, Mm -hmm. Sure, like, yeah, he's only getting older. I think that 28, 29, 30, 31 is still prime years for a pitcher. Um, He's he's a guy that throws hard enough, I think like 95, 96-ish for the fastball. Um, but he's also got a good breaking ball. His curveball's a really good pitch. He's got a good changeup. And so he's also not necessarily a guy that is completely about velocity for strikeouts. Um, he's got really good command. Usually that's something that you can bank on um, long term. Um, and so those are things that I think, while maybe not elite, I think they're qualities that they're, they're peripherals and they're qualities that um, the Blue Jays particularly like. They're some, they're qualities that you can sort of bank on to be fairly consistent with a pitcher. Um, and for that reason, like I, I'm not, and I'm not really worried about this deal. Like um, everything I look at suggests that he's kind of just going to be the guy that he's been, which is fine. No, you're right. Uh, I think that um, I, 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 you haven't said anything that I don't agree with. I think that his big, the big curveball, though, which I think Baseball America ranked as one of the, was voted as one of the top, um, the top three curveballs in all of, in the American League this year. Uh, that's definitely a good weapon to have as you get into, you know, as as Adam Wainwright has shown us that he's pitching at at forty, just feels like throwing that curveball every single time out. Um, there's absolutely value in the guy that Barrios has been and the guy that he projects to be moving forward. Mike Petriello uh, wrote a really good story uh, this today or this week for um, about for Satcast looking at what is it the teams pay for and they they don't pay for what you've done they pay for what you project to be able to do. What do they think that you can do? And that's why Andrew Heaney got one year and $8 million this year, why Robbie Ray got it last year versus like, or why Eduardo Perez got four years and $77 million compared to, in his example, he's just Martin Perez who pitched the exact same ERA for the exact same team. But it's like, Rodriguez does the things that the team, that the game values, that the teams in mm-hmm. the game value. And Jose Brios does the things that the, that the, that the, that the, that the teams in the game value as well. Uh, the health is, you know, you're healthy until you're not, but like having a good track record of health when you get into 28, 29, 30 is, is an incredibly uh, a, a green flag or just like a, a really good sign because the best predictor of future injuries is past injuries and he hasn't had any. He fits the Blue Jays mold in terms of being athletic. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that A, the kind of team the Blue Jays have built with the offense, with the ability to score runs, they don't they don't need to, and they're not expecting him to be Garrett Cole. 
right? They don't need him to come in and be the best pitcher in the world. They need him to take make his 32 starts, like you said, give them six solid, strong innings, keep them in the games, take his turn, be a good fielder, be a good soldier, be a guy that, you know, the other goofs like to run around with at the back of the dugout, and but but still being able to come in and do your job. Um, and it's... It's, I don't know, it's, it's like the platonic idea of what the Blue Jays are wanting to do, if you ask me. Like it, if you, it's, 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 when the deal was made, it was like, oh, of course the Blue Jays traded for Jose Barrios. And now it's like, of course they want to keep him around for as long as humanly possible. He mm-hmm. seems to be the embodiment of what the Blue Jays are, at least outwardly saying. And then now also, not just what they're saying, but what they're doing, the kind of organization they're trying to build, the kind of team they're trying to put on the field. It looks like Jose Barrios, and I think if you're a Blue Jays fan, you cannot help but be excited. Whether or not you think he's elite, whether or not you think he's a number two starter, a number three starter, a number four starter, it doesn't matter. He's going to take a turn. He's going to have, you know, uh, Alec Manoa, who is just like a more enormous version of the same guy. They have the same <laughs> the same commit, the same arsenal. They have the same the same. Um, the same, the similar results. By the way, Alec Manoa in that that Mike Pitriello story I referenced uh, shows up a lot on the best fastballs in terms of get, garnering swing and misses. Hmm. Man, that Alec Manoa, what a season he had! What a good player! What a man! He's something. They really hit on something with that gigantic dude. But anyway, Brios, it's exciting. I'm excited. Exciting to talk about it. Excited to uh, they have they have an exciting team now and for into the future as well. More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we just quickly, before we wrap, like kind of look ahead and think about what this signing sort of means for what else they might do this offseason? Do you have any thoughts on that? I think, well, I'm going to throw it right back to you then by letting you have the opportunity to answer your own question, which is, do you think now that this is a impediment or to doing any of the other things that the Blue Jays are in there, maybe their fans are expecting them to do? Does this uh, disqualify them from signing Robbie Ray? Does this mean that Marcus Simeon is not going to be a Blue Jay this year? Do you think that there is any relationship between this extension and what they might do in the free agent market? Um, I don't really from like a sort of like money to spend um, perception. Like I think it has value in the sense of like, um, you know, maybe if they're trying to sell their club and saying, we're doing this, this and this, we're building this, this and this. And now they have sort of a 
a piece of proof to say, look, we've done this and, you know, he's going to be with us for seven years. And especially with guys like Robbie Ray and, and Marcus Simeon, who would know Barrios from being his teammate for two months uh, of the season, like, you know, maybe I'm not saying that that's why they would sign here, but, you know, it does sort of give more credence to um, when Mark and Ross, you know, uh, explain their plan to free agents, whether it be Ray, Simeon, or whoever. Um, and so I think it helps in that regard. But in terms of like um, how this dictates the dollars and whether it go, like it doesn't really mean anything for next year because you already kind of assumed that um, Barrios was going to take up 11 million or so dollars because that's his uh, arbitration was projected to be. And then again, like moving forward, just to reiterate, like the 20 million um, average annual is, you know, not a number that is going to be uh, prohibited, prohibited, prohibitive of um, spending elsewhere. Like that's kind of what you would expect to pay for a pitcher like him. So um, I don't think it, I don't think it does anything. Um, I don't think it handcuffs them in any way to make those deals. I think it sort of helps their perception because what we talked about earlier is that, you know, like Toronto is a, a place that guys want to play and um, guys will, you know, sign there after just two months, even though they could have gone to free agency. And that's that's a good thing. I also think kind of it opens up some doors, interestingly, though, because I think ha- having knowing that Brios is going to be a starter for you potentially until 2028 means that when you're looking ahead even to next year, now you know. No, you don't have to replace Brios. Like he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the roster, the only starter they're going to lose ne- after n- this upcoming season would be Ross Stripling. It's going to be a free agent. And so, you know, he's maybe your extra starter at this point. He's kind of your depth starter anyway. And so um, I think that it actually opens up an opportunity for the Blue Jays to be maybe less concerned about trying to make two long-term deals this offseason, um, I think it actually could help them say, we can make a trade for a one-year rental, for example, to fill one rotation spot. And then maybe they're still searching for a high-end guy like a Ray or a Kevin Gosman or whoever it may be. Um, but, you know, like maybe a Justin Verlander, if he only wants to sign one year, the Blue Jays may be more open or have the opportunity to sign that like one year deal or make that trade for a guy that is going to be a free agent because now they at least don't know. Now they at least know they're not going to be searching for a starter to have to replace Rios next season. So if they have to replace that free agent that they signed for one year or that guy they traded for for one year, um, that's sort of more manageable as opposed to that when you're always a team continuously trying to build your rotation year after year after year, like it is a a tough thing to do to go out there and always get starters. Right. So um, I think that's kind of how it helps is I think it actually gives the team sort of more options. And I wouldn't be surprised if they still kind of heavily pursue a guy like um, Robbie Ray or a guy that can take that number one um, mantle. But I also think it gives them sort of like opportunity to maybe take a risk in like a one year deal or um, a trade for a guy or something like that. Just because I don't know, like I just think having Brios locked up gives them a little bit less work to do moving forward. I old habits die hard. So I can't help but be old, an old man and thinking about the Blue Jays in a in a more um outmoded way such that I like, well, in my mind, like, well, the money's spent. That doesn't mean that they aren't going to continue to try to improve the team. But, and while there has obviously been a commitment to continue to, to spend, and this is the the third year in a row, they've made a significant outlay of cash in the off season. That's what maybe makes me in my, in 
some part of my brain think the spending part is done. Not the not the acquiring and the transactioning and the improving the team. But I can't help but think in my mind, again, because I've just got like cheap Rogers kind of tattooed across my forehead and I can't, uh, I, I, I won't, I refuse to grow up, but uh, maybe the, the next, the upgrades come more in the form of trades um, uh, moving forward in terms of like what's going to be out there. There's a lot of talk obviously about like Oakland making a fire sale and some other teams mm-hmm. that are, that are having to kind of crawl back, uh, scratch back what the words the word i'm looking for just to cut costs and the blue jays couldn't be in a bargain hunting mode in terms of paying with prospects what they would ordinarily have to pay for in cash but but so i i don't think that it means that they're not going to do any of those deals as you explained but i also think it means they won't do any of those deals because <laughs> because i just it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of just the blue jays spending 300 million dollars in the off in an off season just in money it it just seems crazy to say out loud it doesn't mean it's not it doesn't mean it's not within the realm of possibility it absolutely is but if you're like oh yeah the big spenders this winter were the blue jays they 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 extended a a 27 year old pitcher for 7 years and then they also paid for future production from Robbie Ray or Marcus Simeon. I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But also, in my 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 lizard brain, it feels like they might be done in that respect. But I don't have any intel. I don't have any insight. I'm just just a guy who's saying the same thing I've said for 15 years. <laughs> I think they'll make trades because mm-hmm. I just think that's going to be how teams are going to have to get things done this offseason because I think there's going to be more teams that are willing to spend money on free agents. Whereas like last year when the Blue Jays got George Springer and Marcus Simeon, like there was like four or five or six teams like spending big money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of easier for the Blue Jays to stand out because um, they were one of the few teams that was giving a lot of um, dollars away in free agency, which again is like not something you typically think. So like last year, the Blue Jays were the biggest spender in free agency, um, believe it or not. Um, But uh, I think that just trades will be necessary um, to address certain needs. Um, And I think you're right that it is sort of like they don't have as much as I think they have more money to spend and I'm less um, skeptical than you, but um, they don't have endless amounts of money to spend, and they mm. do have to be mindful of, yeah, one day they want to extend Guerrero and have him on the books and um, Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez and other guys, potentially, whoever they may be. Um, and so dealing with their prospect capital, which they're still still very rich in, makes a lot of sense for them. And so, yeah, if there's a team like the A's that have a third baseman and a starting pitcher that they would potentially package in a deal – um, for three or four prospects, um, that's a good way for the Blue Jays to address a few needs. And like I said, um, I think that the way their roster is constructed, like they can afford to have some rentals for some guys, especially at those two positions that I just listed. They should not hesitate to spend money, though, if it's out there. If the, if the, right, if the right guy is there at a price that, that everybody works for everybody, Spend that money. Do it now. Do it before the lockout, which I sh- we shouldn't say out loud. This is an exciting day for Blue Jays fans. Let's not worry about labor strife. So I'll give you the last word, Caitlin. Anything else you got to say about Jose Barrios signing with the Blue Jays for seven years, $131 million? Um, read your story said... that you said all the things that you wanted to say then. <laughs> yeah, read my story. It's up right now on Jose Barrios where I've more or less made all those all these points on the podcast, but you can read them 
in text form if you read my article. And there will be more coming this week on um, a potential some potential award winners maybe, um, and some some roster construction deadlines. Um, so exciting stuff. Real meat of the off-season. The real meat of the off-season. Well, as I said off the top, you should go to theathletic.com slash spin, right, and subscribe so you can read Caitlin's transaction breakdown, which in which she describes it as a tidy bit of business, which I cannot help but agree. Her name is Caitlin McGrath. My name is Drew Fairservice. As we said before, there is still lots of Blue Jay stuff coming up, so look for another episode ever so shortly. Where we'll talk about all of those award things, the down ballot, not down ballot nonsense. Caitlin will reveal her. You voted for the Cy Young, right? <laughs> no. Which Rookie one did you vote for? It's you out there. We the... could look it up right now. Oh, My I thought you had voted for this. Anyway, so we could talk about that <laughs> and so much more. But in the meantime, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for coming back to Spin Right. If this is your first time, if you are a Barrios truther and you're like, I need to <laughs> learn more about the Blue Jays, welcome to Spin Right. This is how it often is. But thank you for your support this season. Thank you for coming back here in the off season. We'll talk to you very soon on the next episode of Spin Red. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.